0: Y'all, I think I have to start off this week because I think someone's a little too distracted.
1: No, I asked you to start, and then you did. And when I pushed go, you just looked at me like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears.
0: Well, so this is not my strong suit when someone looks at you and says, talk, go. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: uh, you just I just say, just start talking, and there's nothing I mean, going that on. It's a
0: very intimidating way to... You
1: just say words. It should not be hard.
0: Okay, well, y'all, we have... Football. Football
1: on. is here. Football is on. Uh, we're
0: playing poop versus I don't know what color that would. Uh, Velveeta cheese.
1: No, that's not Velveeta cheese. You know,
0: is that too yellow?
1: Yeah, ten- the cheese is not o- well. Cheese is remember. orange. I guess maybe maybe some cheddar. Uh, no, we're watching Tennessee and Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee is up seven to nothing, and all volunteer fans currently think that Tennessee is. Oh, here's a long pass. Oh, too too long. Okay, so we're going to try not to be this annoying, uh, but you're just going to have to to handle it because this is the SEC West preview, and we've got SEC East stuff happening, so we just are all over the place.
0: That's right, but we're talking about football. We're watching football. I feel kind of in my happy place. Okay. What about you?
1: I mean, I'm all right.
0: What's wrong, Ben? Do we I, need to stop and talk about what's it, going on?
1: Well, no. It okay. just It's Thursday night and I'm tired. And I'd like it to be Friday. So I'm not angry or grumpy or anything. Okay. I just am. I'm okay.
0: Are we bringing grumpy vibes tonight?
1: Well, I don't know. I'm just watching this and, and imagining, well, Tennessee might be a little better than I had hoped they would be. So You're already I'm thinking, getting
0: nervous about your predictions.
1: No, not really. What did I have for Tennessee? We'd, I don't know. We'd lost all of them. Well, I'd lost my predictions. It was kind of sad. Can you see on the back when Piper has done some sort of like ritual dance Aww, on the back and has her paw prints. Piper
0: paw prints.
1: Uh what did I Yeah, Tennessee I have Tennessee 7 and 5. Just scored again and I'm about to get the first game right this season. All right.
0: So. All right. Suck it. All right, but we're we're going a little more west than Tennessee. Go
1: west, young man. And what's that from? That's Horse Greeley. Okay. great American journalist. okay, get on my level.
0: I'm not actually. okay, so we're talking about the West, and we're gonna do this like we did last time, where we got some um, prediction superlatives. Um, and then we're going to um, cut to a little preview a brief preview of each team and kind of where they're at and what we're looking at for each team and some notable players to keep an eye on um and then we'll share our predictions for um what do you call that the big ranking
1: the standings the standings <laughs> okay. the, the biggest ranking
0: right for the standings and then at the very end we'll also um sprinkle in what's going on this weekend
1: Right, Uh, so I feel like it would be good to start with the question of what team, I mean every team, at least right now, is feeling good about the start of the season Mm -hmm. because the season has started Mm -hmm. and everyone is undefeated. Mm -hmm. Everyone is also defeated, but, you know, everyone's looking good. Hope Springs Eternal, but we think that there will still be two SEC teams that by the end of the season – will still feel good about their team.
0: Okay, so you want to go first?
1: Yes, and when you're talking to SEC West, don't overthink it. It's Alabama. All right. Alabama fans will feel good at the end of the year, and it kind of puts me into a box, though, because the only way Alabama fans, fans could feel good is if they win the national championship.
0: That's right. You know, I think... Oh, are you gonna are you gonna make a bold prediction I, it, here?
1: It's not exactly bold. <laughs> it's not exactly bold. Let's be let's be frank. Uh but I you know, I mean, who's who's gonna who's gonna stop Alabama? Georgia? I mean, come on, seriously. Okay, well, that hurts. How, many times, how many times? Okay,
0: it's that a hurts. Lot, a lot of times. Stop whisper
1: hating. No, you. I think is gonna feel good. I think uh I I think that Nick Saban has a defense that is better than last year's mm-hmm. and i think people are like well their offense is gonna suck because they lost all their play." i mean they're, it's Bama, right? right they're gonna they're going we're gonna find new folks this year that no one has heard of but they're gonna be great ohio state just scored a 71 yard rushing touchdown i really want ohio state to lose tonight okay i always um, want ohio state to lose but in any case um yeah, I think Alabama is going to be feeling good. So let's hear a little bit more about. And there's really not much more commentary to add about that. I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, like, I mean, kind of going back to our primers, Alabama has had so much turnover in the Saban era of coaches and players, and and they always end up just fine. Right. Right. So. And mm-hmm.
1: I think I will say, though, and we'll get to our predictions, Alabama will lose a game this year. Oh, You know, they've only had two national title years where they've been undefeated. Okay. So it's not unusual for Alabama to lose a game. Right. Uh, but I'm sorry. Burped a little bit. But I think uh, they will lose a game this year. We'll talk about which one later. All right. Uh, but, yeah, let's hear a little bit more about Roll Roll Tide.
0: One would think that after six national championships in 14 years, Nick Saban would take the foot off the gas pedal. But Saban might be interested to know that Alabama has only had two undefeated seasons in that stretch, and to achieve consecutive undefeated national championship seasons would be a worthy goal chase. But obstacles, both internal and external, stand in Bama's way. Saban must replace the main figures in what was one of the most dominant offenses of all time. Bryce Young looks to be poised to step in the driver's seat at quarterback, but his supporting cast, while talented, remains unproven. A bevy of untested running backs stand poised to replace Najee Harris, led by senior Brian Robinson. The talent overhaul continues at wide receiver. Keep an eye on freshman wideout, Agaiye Hall. Jaleel Billingsley, a former wide receiver, should flourish at tight end. The offensive line always dominates, but must figure out a way to replace some NFL draft picks. Meanwhile, the Alabama defense may very well return to team strength. There's experience returning on the defensive line, but the talent at the linebacker spot seems to be too good to be true. Will Anderson and Christian Harris will dominate, and the leadership mantle should be taken up by Tennessee transfer Henry Toa Toa. The defensive backfield remains a strength with three starters returning. Finally, could the Bama kicker curse be reversed? Will Richard returns after not missing a single kick last season. Alabama's schedule once again sets up the tide for a strong season. A season opening game in Atlanta against Miami, Florida offers the lone non-conference test. Even though Alabama has to visit the Swamp in week three, the season should be defined by a trip to College Station in October, a home game against LSU in November, and the, and the always interesting trip to the Plains of Auburn. But there's not many who don't predict the Crimson Tide to win the West again. And missing the college football playoff would be an incredible disappointment. Expect Saban's squad, even with some questions on the offensive side of the ball, to be a player at the end of the season again.
1: All right, so Alabama, yes, they're going to be good. It's a shocking bit of analysis. Uh, But that's where we are. Mm -hmm. So you think, though, that there's going to be another team in the SEC West that feels good at the end of the year.
0: That's right, and I am looking to Sam Pittman's Razorbacks. And why is that? Um, You know, I I think I don't know if it goes back to the SEC media days when I predict not predicted when I said that Sam Pittman um, resembles Buddy Garrity from Friday Night Lights. It's a strong take, and I enjoy every second of it. (laughs) I just have such like an affinity for him at Arkansas. And yeah. I just feel like I really love this Arkansas team. You know, I loved Brett Bilma. Of course. I did. Didn't we all? Didn't we all? But I think that um Sam Pittman at Arkansas has this feel good vibe. And I think that leads to a feel-good season. And I think they have a lot of players returning. I think that, um, you know, this is his second year. It's kind of a sneaky second year because, you know, with the COVID year, you know, I I think maybe they got a lot of the quirks out. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that he and Arkansas are going to feel good.
1: Yeah, and I think if Arkansas gets to bowl eligibility, I think that's all you get six gonna wins. Feel good. I mean the fans are they're just gonna have a good old time. Right. And there is kind of a good old boy type thing. And he mm-hmm. said like I think last year earlier this year, he's like, This is my last job. Right. Like that's so cool. Right. Right. I mean, that's so so neat. So you, you really do hope good things uh for arkansas uh arkansas does play georgia this year i'm sure you'll be cheering for them then that's too, right, right.
0: Yeah. i'll be cheering for arkansas
1: it, that's what i heard right
0: no but i will be hoping good feelings from them good. War, warm good, fuzzy good, feelings. good wishes for all good good happy wishes yeah so let's um hear a little bit a little bit about how arkansas is going to do this season Not much was expected from Sam Pittman's first season in Fayetteville, but the Razorbacks surprised many by grabbing three SEC wins and coming close to winning several other games. With 19 returning starters, Arkansas is well positioned to continue to make gains in the SEC West. The challenge will be to continue to make progress with the most programs in the SEC West poised to continue to improve from last season. There's optimism about K.J. Jefferson at quarterback, and the running game should be in good hands with Traylon Smith returning from a productive season running at over five yards per game. Traylon Burks offers a dynamic and powerful option for Jefferson in the passing game, and the offensive line returns all five starters in a unit that benefits from the former offensive line coach Pittman at the helm. Defensively, the line was very inexperienced a year ago, but should markedly improve after a year of experience. The linebackers return all of their starters and look to improve Arkansas's woeful mark of allowing 35 points per game. The strength of defense will be in the defensive backfield, particularly third-team All-American Jalen Catalan. With 10 starters back, Arkansas's defense must make improvements if Arkansas is ready to reach bowl eligibility. The schedule will offer many challenges for the Razorbacks. Besides a Week 2 showdown against Texas and Fayetteville, the non-conference schedule should be manageable to gain three wins. Road trips to Georgia, LSU, and Alabama will be difficult to manage, but the home games could potentially bring Arkansas to the cusp of six wins. Particularly important will be home games against Auburn, Mississippi State, and a season-ending game against Missouri and Little Rock. The Hogs will likely have to find three SEC wins to reach the six-win plateau. It seems like a tall order, but three-win team from a year ago with 19 returning starters certainly might have the capability to surprise.
1: Okay, we're kind of in a state of uh, distress here because as we were listening to the Arkansas commentary, uh, Alexa in the other room just randomly starts talking about the weather don't, and then... Don't say her name again. Oh, I better... Uh, but then she to say, She ends it by saying, have a good night. I
0: know. Like, okay. I don't know what she was getting at. And even, like, disturbed our dog. Piper down, came downstairs because she's like, who's
1: here? You know who is also going to be disturbed this who? year? Uh, two coaches who are most likely to leave Ooh, their teams. Did you like that That segue? was pretty good. Uh, I personally don't think any coaches will be gone from the SEC West? West. I don't think so. Uh, I. And honestly, I don't really see one going from the east um after this year
0: have we had we need to look back at this or maybe someone else could do this for us has there been a year in the last 10 years that nobody's left i think so okay i
1: think so i think i remember one or two years okay and it's not We've been the last so two there's been a lot of turnover like right. half the league and that's where like you know that half the league that's replaced coaches the other half is doing well enough that if you have a crap year that you're not going to fire them after this year right, so right uh, I, yeah, that's my guess. But of course, we had to do the hard work here and pick one that we thought potentially might not be back. And I'm picking one of the newbies.
0: Okay. I'm going
1: with Brian Harson in, in Auburn. Uh, it's been kind of a tough ride so far. Uh, there was some, uh, I don't know, maybe a lack of enthusiasm for his uh, delivery at SEC Media Days, which I know is completely shallow of me Mm -hmm. to to look at. But still, like, it moves the needle when nothing else is happening. Uh, And then there's been some, like, uh, about the, like, vaccination situation uh, at Auburn with players and, like, his comments about it. And then, of course, he's, um, you know, he's – contracted covid which you know hopefully the health is good but he's out for a little bit of period here he's back yeah he's back but you know before the first couple games which auburn will not have a problem with but that's a program that had no momentum at the end of the gus era and i don't see a brian harson style working too great uh right now so if i had to pick one maybe brian harson i'm not sold i'm not saying it's going to happen but if you had to ask me most likely Honestly, maybe I would go with Nick Saban retiring. That's what I should have done. <gasps> oh, what a take that would have, that been. Would have been. That would take. have broken the podcast oh world.
0: Oh my gosh, that would
1: have. Uh, so, the, yeah, that could have, been, uh, that could have been something else. So, Auburn, let's go ahead and learn a little bit more about the Tigers and get a little bit more insight about what they're going to look like in the first year of Brian Harson.
0: The winds of change have arrived on the Golden Plains. Auburn looks for a fresh refresh in their fortunes as the Gus Malzahn era has come to an end last season, and Brian, Brian Harson enters the fray from Boise State. Harson's hard knocks, tough guy attitude should be welcome at Auburn as the Tigers have lacked the tenacity and grit to win against the best in the West as of late. Much of their fortunes will be tied to the development of quarterback Bo Nix, who looks to become the conference star that many predicted he'd become two years ago. His efforts will be complemented by the bruising Tank Bigsby, who, who should push to become Auburn's first 1,000-yard rusher since 2018. The Tigers must replace wide receiver star Seth Williams along with the reliable Anthony Schwartz, and there are a few experienced options by which to do so the offensive line should be as strength as the tigers return all five starters the defensive line lost several transfers but will be reinforced by 300 pound jj pegways who moves over from an entertaining adventure at tight end the linebacker room will be led by owen popo and Zacoby McLean, and the defensive backfield look strong with several returning starters, including the all-conference performer Smoke Monday. Anders Carlson was an honorable mention All-American last season and looks to bring the special team's advantage to the Tigers. The schedule looks manageable for the Tigers, but the SEC West will always bring a rugged road. The Tigers have a great opportunity to steal some national head headlines and perhaps return to the national rankings with a road game in September at Pitt State. The East Rotational game sends the Tigers to South Carolina for the second straight season, and Auburn will look to avenge their loss there last season, which may have been the last nail in the coffin for Malzahn. As for the West schedule, road games at LSU, Arkansas, and Texas A&M will be difficult. But Alabama has to come to Auburn this season. And with the Iron Bowl, you never know. All right. And that is a little bit about Auburn and the Plainsmen. Isn't that what they're called?
1: Sure. Let's do it right Something now. about the Plains. The Golden Plains. The Golden Plains. There we go. So I don't know about Plainsmen.
0: That might be A&M.
1: No. No? I don't think so.
0: Okay, anyways, I'm sure someone's yelling on the other side of the podcast um, about what I'm trying to get out. You're doing great. That was Auburn. All right, so where are we going next?
1: (laughs) Well, we're still talking about coaches that you think will be here next year. Because
0: I haven't spoken yet. That's (laughs) That's correct. Okay, so. (laughs) Speak now. (laughs) All right, so the coach I think most likely to leave. Now, this is not a super hot take because most of the stuff out there is that this coach is on the hot seat, and that is Coach O.
1: What? I know. What? One of my favorite Brittany, you shouldn't say that. Oh my gosh. Oh, Coach O is here. He <laughs> wants to tell us a little bit about his opinions about your your statement. Yeah, well, as you um we're gonna be better this year. Uh we're gonna play some good football. Uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be turnaround. We're we'll gonna play Alabama and we're gonna be Texas AM and Go Tigers. Well, I mean, it's great that he popped in. Do you in need to and,
0: cough a little bit? Just cough that out.
1: Oh, why would I need to cough? I wasn't, Coach O was here and he oh, had to okay. defend his program mm-hmm. that you have so salaciously I didn't, put into the garbage. I did not They won I, the national title two years ago when you say he's on the hot seat.
0: One of my favorite facts about um, the English Premier League soccer is um, that they had this amazing, crazy season. What was that? When 2016. Lester, 2016, yeah. when Leicester won. And Leicester is like South Carolina. That's a great I call. I mean, That's it's, a very good call. It's just... It's like South Carolina going to the national title. And this playing. year. This year. This right? year. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. And they're sweet little coach, who was like, looked like the sweetest man. What was his name? Claudio Ranieri. Right. I'm not going to say that one again. Claudio <laughs> Ranieri. Um,
1: <laughs> You're doing great.
0: The next season, the very next season, so they had this, like, never happened in the history of, of English soccer.
1: Right. 5,000 to 1 odds at the beginning of the season.
0: The next season, this man is fired. Mm-hmm. His statue now they, they is were... not even completed. They're making a statue of him at... The grounds and it's not even done yet and he's fired absolutely no it's true that is a yeah, true yeah i wasn't disputing oh, well that. you rolled your eyes well i think
1: that okay well we're gonna get into more premier league soccer like they're the sec teams aren't relegated so that's why they don't cut bait i mean they're not gonna be in the sec next year they're not gonna but the like, season be wasn't even over he didn't get I relegated know, i know but that's why they got rid of him
0: because they didn't want to get relegated exactly yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. This you're getting They
1: also place. replaced him with a man named Craig Shakespeare. Oh. No. Which is a, your fun fact about the 2016-2017 season? Okay. Stop Premier trying League to up
0: me th- on my English. One by Chelsea League.
1: and Tottenham Hotspur. Stop for this trying to
0: up me on talking about English Premier League and just let me get through this anecdote. Your mouth is open. Stop it. it Close was a, your mouth. It was a good season. Oh my gosh. Goodness. I think Liverpool was like 8 I'm sorry. I don't know. This is ridiculous. Let me get my good an anecdote out and talk about soccer. You feel chastised? Are you you finished? (laughs) Are you
1: finished? Does that make you feel better?
0: I think that sports work in such a vacuum sometimes that looking back on it, you know, LSU had this amazing season in 2019. Would you think that Coach O would be on the hot seat after one year? I don't think
1: he's on the hot seat.
0: Well, that's... I'm... He is on the hot seat. No, he's not. Well, everybody's telling me he's on the hot seat. I'm telling well,
1: you he's on well, the hot every- seat. Well, I'm hot seat. Let's go ahead and just take that audio, and I think we need to play that again and again about <laughs> what just happened there. What a delight.
0: <laughs> well, you made me mad because you you tried to like come in and talk about the Premier League when I'm talking about it, and it was a good anecdote. Okay. And... I'm all heated up. Listen, so let's talk okay, about so, LSU so this season. You understand season.
1: this is a podcast where two people talk, and I can't just <laughs> let you talk independently. So, Coach O, what do you think?
0: I think we need to go ahead and break and hear about how LSU is doing this season.
1: Let's do that. Just a year ago, the Tigers of LSU were the toast of college football after their 2019 national championship. Some prognosticators wondered if LSU were finally returning to their status as the Alabama's peer as they were some decade ago, but after a 5-5 five and five disaster of a season that resulted in two fired coordinators and several transfers, LSU looks to right the ship and return to the swagger that they earned two years ago. Max Johnson will be the man behind center for the Tigers and his development and improvement will be key to their success. Replacing the skill players from the national championship team was always going to be a stretch, but a season of experience for John Emery and Tyrion Davis-Price in the backfield, and Jere Jenkins and Kayshaun Boutte on the outside should help push the LSU offense forward. Four or five starters return on the offensive line, so the LSU offense should indeed push forward. Yet no one expects the return of Joe Burrow and, and Cruz's success from two years past. The defense returns nine starters and should build on their experiences. The defensive line should be an absolute strength with all returning starters and incredible depth. Even though the Tigers allowed their most yards per carry a year ago since 1993, expect better things here. The linebackers have added experience and Clemson from Mike Jones. But the Diamonds are in the secondary, as is the case often with the Tigers. Derek Stingley is a dark horse Heisman candidate at corner, and Eli Ricks pairs with him at the opposite side at corner. LSU's kicking game should also be in good shape with Cade York, who hit 21 of 27 field goals a year ago to help him earn first-team All-SEC. There are danger spots on the schedule, however. An opening week trip to Pasadena to play UCLA may bring trouble. And a road trip to Lexington in October might be tricky, as was the last time LSU played in Kentucky, a loss in 2007 as the number one team in the country. Much attention will rest on the trip to Tuscaloosa in early November, but there is a world in which the Tigers must win at home on Thanksgiving Saturday against Texas A&M to win the division. Such a finale would be box office, and for LSU to get to that point, they must navigate their two tricky SEC East battles and the other potential potholes in the SEC West. Re- returning to Atlanta only two years after 15-0 and is not out of the question.
0: All right, and that was a little bit about LSU. Um, I've calmed down now.
1: I don't well calm down from what? I don't know what you're okay. talking about.
0: Well, I mean I got a little feisty about the my soccer analogy and everything with LSU. No, but no, no.
1: You just got feisty about my really, really good Ed Orgeron Impression. Oh crap. I shouldn't have given oh, away. That was actually oh, me. Was well, it? Yes. And your Ed Orgeron Impression Well, let's just forget that even happened. Okay. Um, All right. So where are we headed to next? We are going to existential crisis land.
0: All right. So what team. Which is really,
1: honestly, every team in the West except for Alabama. uh,
0: Maybe. Maybe. Uh, What team is going to have an existential crisis this year? Well, people, people
1: are on the bandwagon in College Station But I think it's because of that fact that they're going to end up having an existential crisis Mm -hmm. with Texas A&M. I think that A&M is a little bit overrated from last year because their schedule was not that strong. Mm -hmm. The West was down. Uh, I think they were just a little bit better than everybody else in the West, uh, miles away from Alabama. Um But they they did win their bowl game convincingly over North Carolina. But I think they're a little overrated. Um, And I think that even though they may have a very, very good season, I think their events as they will transpire will put their fans in a uh, a right tizzy.
0: Okay. So you think that their expectations are a little too high going into this season? I don't
1: think they're – no, I think they're fine. I just think that. Um, and I think they have a good shot of fulfilling them, but I think that combined with the other events happening, in the SEC, meaning you know their next door neighbor, is on its way. Mm. I think one of those, to, you know, thoughts being like, well, how much better are those? Is that fan base going to feel if they can like win the West mm-hmm. before Texas gets here? Not so that, that Texas is going to keep them from winning the West. I don't. Texas is no business competing in the west right now but i think the combination of those factors like a&m sees it much like georgia fans right now is like this is the year mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen there's going to be some angst that okay. comes out
0: and you don't i'm hearing that you don't feel like that's going to happen oh it's going to be very close well i feel like you know just with the whole texas situation they're already in an existential crisis So I feel like that's probably a pretty good prediction. Right. Okay, so let's hear a little bit about Texas A&M.
1: Long seen as a sleeping giant in the SEC West and college football at large. (laughs) May it be said that 2020 is the year the Giants started to stir. Texas A&M worked its way quietly to a 10-1 record a year ago, with the loss being a second-week game to Alabama and Tuscaloosa. The Aggies under Jimbo Fisher are well positioned to take a shot at the tide and have designs on being the third consecutive SEC West team to win the national championship. The stellar career of Kellen Mond has come to an end, and Haynes King seems to be the man to take the quarterback throne in College Station. King will have top talent around him, namely running back Isaiah Spiller, wide receiver Anais Smith, and tight end Jalen Watermeyer a m has missed elite offensive talent since the days of Johnny Manziel dancing in the backfield, but those days seem to have returned. However, the offensive line must replace four starters and represents a significant question mark for the Aggies. Teams with a solid pass rush will look to take advantage of that inexperience. The defense returns nine starters and look to be taking on the identity of some of Fisher's great defenses in Tallahassee. DeMarvin Leal and McKinley Jackson look stout on the defensive line. This figures to be the defense's strength. The linebacker corps must replace the talented Buddy Johnson, but the defensive backfield returns every player that made a tackle a year ago and should offer the linebackers some cover as they find their feet. Seth Small returns his kicker and should offer some stability at the position. The schedule is nothing to be afraid of at College Station. In the non-conference, the only threat is a trip to Denver against Colorado. The conference schedule offers a rotational East road game against Missouri that could provide it some trouble, but the Aggies only have two other true conference road games. With Alabama coming to College Station in early October, Texas A&M has a chance to take the early lead in the SEC West. However, with that said, two of the last three games feature trips to Oxford and Baton Rouge. If Jimbo and the Aggies are to make their first ever trip to Atlanta, they will have to win both to outlast Alabama and the rest of the West. It should be a captivating season to follow.
0: All right, so that's uh, Texas A&M. We'll see if they can have all of their hopes and dreams come true this season. Ben says no. I say we'll see. And it sounds like a no. Okay.
1: and It's like when I tell our girls, when they ask, can I buy something on the iPad or random gesticulating and pointing that's what kit would do uh i will say we'll see we'll see and we know what that's code for
0: yeah yeah so um they don't listen to that (laughs) existential crisis i am gonna go down to oxford (gasps) no you know i think that they have have
1: to have a fun old miss you can't existential crisis old miss
0: you can have fun i can have fun watching old miss have an existential crisis that's fun to me you know
1: girls just want to have fun
0: okay okay i don't know what to do about that comment um so yeah how long has lane been there one year really gosh i feel like it's been (laughs) two or three years
1: am i did that destroy your argument no it
0: didn't i thought he'd been there for a little bit and so the expectations have built that they really want old miss to compete consistently with Uh, whoever's the top of the West and to be the top of the West. And I just don't think it's going to happen this year. I think that they're, um, it's going to be chaos and they're going to get thrown in the chaos, but not in a good
1: way. Well, I think Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin is chaos. And uh, especially from last year with him, like throwing his clipboards up in the air and scoring 49 against Alabama and, and just doing Lane Kiffin things. So I, you know, I don't like the idea of a Lane Kiffin that is not um, causing hijinks. I don't want the hijinks to happen to him. Mm -hmm. I want him to be doing the hijinking. Hijinking. And I I feel like when you tell me that they're going to have an existential crisis, that means Ole Miss isn't fun. So I don't like your player. I can tell.
0: You're really like coming at me here. I did not know that you felt so passionately about the well-being of Ole Miss.
1: Well, it's just like... I don't want a depressed old miss. I want a feisty old miss. Okay. And,
0: uh, oh, so you take existential crisis as feisty. I mean, as depressed. Yes. Okay. How would you take it? As like chaos. Oh, no. As like, this is not what I expected to happen.
1: Chaos. Right. But I, I feel like chaos is also fun.
0: Yeah. And I think an existential crisis could be fun.
1: I don't know. Uh, like, maybe we like need to the head case, to Webster's and define what existential crisis like is. Like in because the case of usually... Georgia.
0: Like the case I made with Georgia.
1: Oh, that's right. That's yeah. That's right. You did do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Carry All on. Right.
0: All right. So anyways, Ole Miss, we will see if they meet their expectations or will they go into an existential crisis.
1: Or both if you're using the Georgia argument. <laughs>
0: After several years down of boring football and little direction, Lane Kiffin arrived in Oxford last season to breathe life in what had become a lifeless program. Kiffin, however, brought the swagger back to Ole Miss in a way it had not seen since the days of Eli Manning. With a phenomenal offense and a laissez-faire defense, Ole Miss stormed to a 5-5 record with an all-SEC schedule. Such a season with the return of star quarterback Matt Corral, should prompt big dreams in Oxford. Carell's pa- passing attack was one of the best in the country, and despite the loss of several of his biggest targets, Old Miss figures to fling it around the best of them again. Jerion Ely offers the Rebels a legitimate change of pace in the backfield, and the offensive line returns four starters and figures to create more rushing lanes to complement Carell's arm talents. Now the defense... If old mess looks to potentially flirt with the big boys in the west, the defense must revolutionize itself from the twenty twenty campaign. Work will begin in the trenches with edge rusher Sam Williams, and the linebackers look to complement the improvement in the trenches, but admittingly without leading tackler Jaquez Jones, who transferred to Kentucky. The defensive backfield was horrendous last season, but that, should ex- but that experience should buoy them forward with four returning star- starters and four other players who started at least one game. The kicking game, though, is in question with true freshman Caden Costa taking the reins. Old Miss schedule offers some tantalizing matchups. An opening game on Labor Day against Louisville should serve as a solid test to see how dominant the Rebel offense can be. A trip to Tuscaloosa in October offers the fun that only Saban versus Kiffin can provide, and Kiffin returns to Knoxville two weeks later to battle his former team. But without a doubt, the most interesting matchup comes in Oxford on November 6th as the Rebels welcome Liberty and their former coach Hugh Freeze to the Grove. The matchup may very well determine Old Miss's hopes at bowl eligibility, and with the usual suspects in the SEC West and a closing game in Starkville for the Egg Bowl, there are few assumed victories on the Rebels' schedule. No one can guess with any confidence how the Rebels will end the season. It's likely that four wins and nine wins are equally as likely, and this is probably the way that Lane Kiffin likes it.
1: All right, so Ole Miss is done and dusted. You like that phrase, don't you? I do. Uh, So now our final superlative tonight is the team to most likely call it quits by October 1st, meaning that through either massive upsets or difficult schedule, it is the team that's like, well, screw it. Let's just play again next year. And we've only got one team left. And my pick is Mississippi State.
0: Okay, so you're not seeing high hopes for the top of the season for Mississippi State. Well,
1: here's the thing. They have a really tough schedule. I mean, if you look at the first five games, they play Louisiana Tech and Starkville. And you're like, Louisiana who? Louisiana Tech is uh, a really, really solid group of five team. And they're going to win seven, eight games. So that very well could be a loss. Uh, Then they play NC State, who we we are actually seeing in action tonight at home against South Florida. Uh, a good middle-of-the-road ACC team. Again, could be a win, could be a loss. Uh, then at Memphis, and Memphis is traditionally a difficult place for those uh, southwestern SEC teams to play. Then they play LSU, and then they play Texas A&M. So, and then bye, and then Alabama. Theoretically, they could start 0-6. Uh, I think they'll be doing very well to start 3-3. and and even though I think the rest of the schedule will ease up from there, and it does with with Vanderbilt, Arkansas, I guess, a little bit, Tennessee State. I think for Mississippi State, you're going to see improvement. But how much versus uh, what their schedule is? Because I think pound for pound, that's the toughest non-conference schedule in the conference.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so can I uh, get a clarification? Yes. Okay. You called Louisiana Tech uh, – a five? What the, does that the mean? The group of A five. group of five. What yes. does that mean? So
1: that you know, like the Big Five conferences, right? right. The Power Five. Uh-huh. So there is five other conferences in Division One. Okay. And they're called the Group of Five.
0: So it's like the top, fi- the Power Five, and then <laughs> the Group of Five. Yeah,
1: so that's the American, the Sun Belt Conference, USA, the Mountain West, and uh, the MAC. Okay, so this um, is
0: like the championship. Yes. for If we're going back to Premier League. And I'm
1: not going to speak anything else about soccer tonight. So, in any case, um, yeah. So, I think Mississippi State, listen, I want them to be good. I like the idea of Mississippi State for 11 games of the year, except when they play Kentucky, of throwing the ball around, Mike Leach-style, causing chaos. Again, Mississippi-style mm-hmm. uh, chaos. Uh, but I don't know if the schedule is going to allow for them to do that. So, let's hear a little bit more about what the Bulldogs are having in year two of the Mike Leach reign. The last time that we saw Mississippi State on the field, the Bulldogs were brawling with Tulsa at the end of the Armed Forces Bowl. Such was their fate through a largely disappointing opening act for the Mike Leach era in Starkville. The Pirates certainly made waves in the Week 1 Stunner in Baton Rouge, but the Bulldogs' offense was uneven at best and stinky at worst but hope springs eternal as most Leach teams take a big step forward in year two. Will Rogers has emerged as the chosen one at quarterback, and Jaquavius Marks led the team in receptions out of the backfield a season ago. There is certainly optimism surrounding Jaden Wally at wide receiver, but other options must emerge if State is to fully embrace the Leach attack. There is still concern at offensive line for the Bulldogs, however, which was, to put it kindly, a hot mess last season. Still, there should be some improvement with four starters returning. The defense, though, is potentially brewing something special. Defensive coordinator Zach Arnett is a young star, and his unit returns eight starters and hopes to complement the offense's improvement. Jaden Crumity anchors the defensive line, and Tyus Weed anchors the linebacking room. But it's the defensive backfield that offers most hope, returning the most experience and a potential star cornerback in Emmanuel Forbes. The Bulldogs brought in Arizona State transfer Brandon Ruiz Jr. last season at Kicker, and he delivered with a solid season. Despite the optimism in the second year of Mike Leach, the schedule is pound for pound, one of the toughest in the SEC. The non-conference schedule is surprisingly brutal, offering only one sure win in several difficult contests, including a road trip to Memphis. A road trip to Vanderbilt offers some respite, but the SEC West gauntlet is as strong as ever. There's a legitimate chance that Mississippi State could start 0-6. Splitting their first three games gives them a great chance of reaching bowl eligibility. But much like South Carolina two years ago, such a strong non-conference schedule could mask legitimate improvement in Stark Vegas. Okay, so that is Mississippi State. And now uh, you had to pick uh, what team you thought was going to quit by October 1st.
0: Right, and so I picked um, Auburn. um and you know i got the little the schedule like you did and i went through it and i picked who was gonna lose i accidentally printed it really tiny and it kind of hurts my eyes but i did all the math this time and i didn't like it i'm gonna say that because i had to go back and make sure i couldn't just like say these predictions without backing it up with numbers and so you're making me do the work anyways um, I wrote Auburn down before I had done the math. Okay. And I, but I'm going to stick with it. Okay. The reason I am hesitant is because their first five games, eh, they're not that intense. Okay. We got yeah. um, Akron, uh, Alabama State. Now, then we have the, they go up to Penn State. Right. And that is going to be an interesting game. So yeah. that's why I'm going to keep it, is because that game has hype. Penn State people are excited. Auburn people for some reason are excited. They want they want that game. And then they play Georgia State. And then we got at LSU, who I think probably might give up by that point too. So we'll see.
1: Everybody's giving up.
0: I know. So really they're at the the front end of their season is not what's gonna hurt them. It's yeah. the back end. But I'm gonna stick with it. Stick with that prediction.
1: Well they have a stretch there in October where they, they go to LSU and then they're at home for Georgia and then they go to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. and you know if you in then Penn State was just a couple of weeks before that so I mean you really could very well see Auburn go into their bye week at like three and four mm-hmm. or something to that effect so yeah that could be uh that could be again my my theory if one has to go it might be Harson, and, and it, that would be like I, I just don't see that happening I had to pick you made me Oh, I um, made you. Yes, that's right. Okay, so our last one, and we're going to just do this real quick, so we can get the predictions. Our last uh, expectation is the the team most likely to go eight and four, and no one notices. Who's yours?
0: Um, well, I'm going to go back to my feel good team and pick Arkansas. But wouldn't
1: everyone notice that then?
0: Well, okay. So since I did the math, um, the only I didn't have any West team going eight and four. Okay. But I did have Arkansas going seven and five. Okay. So I feel like that's close enough.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, why do you think that people won't notice that though? I mean, that would be like Sam Pittman feel good. Like wouldn't people be talking about it at their Walmarts and other things you do in Arkansas.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I No, I think Arkansas will be talking about it. Yeah. But I think nationally, I think the Georgia, oh, yeah. the A&M, the Alabama, the Florida, they're going to get more attention. Yeah.
1: I think that's fair. Um, so I'm picking LSU for this. I think that... I think LSU is going to kind of go back to where they were before 2019, which is like a solid third in the West. And I, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say they're going to be as bad as 8-4. I think I have them a little bit better than that, but I just don't see... They're going to lose to who they're supposed to lose to, likely. Um, more on that in a minute. But I think that they're they're going to be in a position where they're going to lose a game or two early and everyone's going to kind of drop them. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Um, all right. So uh, it is time for us to do our predictions. All right. For the West. So what we did last time is we went for the bottom and went all the way up. So you do have your uh, game by game predictions this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even we might even be able to get a little bit more in depth about like who's winning the key games, and and might just ask each other about maybe some some major upsets uh, that we might have. I got a couple in the West. I think that are gonna uh, rock the boat a little bit. So I mean,
0: look at that. Can you read that? It's so tiny.
1: I mean, it's small. It's very colorful. It is. I yeah. know.
0: I use the color printer at work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Okay, uh, so let's start at the bottom. Who do you have coming in last in the SEC West?
0: All right, so kind of continuing kind of what we were talking about before, I have Mississippi State. Okay. So I have them going five and seven.
1: Well, wouldn't you know it, but I have them going five and seven as well. All right. And I think for State, my, my thing, their, their early schedule is tough. I have them starting one and five. And they're gonna rally to five and seven, but still including I have them winning the egg bowl. I do too. Um and that's and their a, only uh, good game though. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's it's gonna be tough for them to back I actually have them beating Kentucky as well. Oh, I, that's um, the
0: only SEC game I have them winning. How dare you? No, the, miss, the Ole the old miss game is the only oh, okay, one never Calm mind. down okay. Kentucky
1: fan Uh so yeah I have at 5 and 7 as well. I have another team at 5 and 7. Okay. Uh and I think theoretically now that I look at it I think um this 5 and 7 would be technically last because they would have a worse record in SEC play. Mm-hmm. And that is Arkansas. Oh okay. So I have Arkansas finishing 5 and 7 2 and 6 record in conference. Mississippi State at 5 and 7 3 and 5 so that would put State in 6th arkansas at last okay and i just do not see arkansas there yet i think that they're they've got a lot of players back obviously uh you know most of their starters have returned but i just don't see them being able to to pull off any of these major games i think the one game i have them losing that i could see theoretically they could win is that i have them losing to auburn at home um and then there's the texas game too which will be interesting but I just don't think they're quite there yet, so I have them at five and seven.
0: Okay. So my uh, sixth place is, um, you ready for this?
1: Uh, well, I suppose so. LSU. Alabama. Wait, what? LSU?
0: <laughs> LSU. I have them at six and six.
1: Oh, my gosh. Are right. you firing Ed Orgeron?
0: <laughs> Listen, I mean, I've, I've, you I'm are, You really believe narrative. you are
1: creating this hot seat. Like,
0: you heard him.
1: Yeah, he was here.
0: The second time.
1: No, the second time was totally you.
0: <laughs> I even, you know, kind of going further into this week, I have them losing to UCLA. I
1: do, too. How about that? Yeah. Look at that. Um, UCLA looked good last week. They played in week zero.
0: And I think, you know, I I mean, we could talk about I'll just go ahead and talk about it now. You know, they're going to the Rose Bowl to play that. Mm-hmm. And they are also, their campus is closed right now because of the hurricane
1: oh lsu Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so they're going through a lot i think i think it might it might hurt them at that game anyways i have them also i mean i have them losing to just a slew of of west teams in florida so six and
1: six all right uh so my fifth place team is auburn finishing at six and six uh three and five conference record uh, really? I mean, you look at their schedule. I have them losing to Penn State, and then really the rest of the games. Ole Miss at home, I think, would be a big one. But the rest of them, you kind of expect. Uh, so yeah, six and six, which honestly, that just feels what it should be for Auburn this year. Maybe seven and five, we'll see. But I don't really see them better than that.
0: Okay. Well, I also have Auburn as my fifth team. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them seven and five. Though. Yeah.
1: So there we go, mm-hmm. Around that mark. Now we get to fourth place in the West. Who do you have?
0: Um. Now I didn't do the deep math, so this team is also seven and five.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So you can flip these, I guess. but yeah. I got Arkansas. Uh,
1: okay. All right.
0: So this is me believing in the Hogs. Does
1: Arkansas have a big upset win? They've got to be beating somebody you wouldn't expect. Maybe Ole Miss in there.
0: Um. Missouri. Okay. Mississippi State. Um. Auburn. Okay. Rice. That's about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Not Texas.
0: No, they lose to Texas.
1: Not Georgia? No. It's a legitimate question.
0: Okay, no. No, I do not have them losing to
1: Georgia. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, yeah, so... All right, so, so
0: let's go to third, right?
1: No, so, I still have my fourth place. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and I have Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, eight and four. So, a great season for Lane Kiffin. Um, and the Rebels, I have the forward losses. I actually have some interesting ones. I think they're losing... I've got Ole Miss beating LSU at home, and I have um, Ole Miss beating Auburn at Auburn, uh, but I have them losing to Bama and Texas A&M and State in the Egg Bowl, and I have them losing at Tennessee. Oh, okay. So I think that's going to be that would be some redemption for Tennessee. That would be that that actually could get some. I, I don't necessarily want that. Uh, but that's the way it is. And meanwhile, Bow- the way it is. Bowling Green has closed to 14 to 6. Oh, man. So I would, um, oh, my gosh, it would be so great if Tennessee lost. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it would be so much fun.
0: Okay. Well. See, I'm not pretending not to, the to poop, like, not the poop blow Brown smoke o-
1: up every team. You know, mm. I, I am who I am. Um, who do you have fourth? I, have you done that?
0: Yeah. I had uh, Arkansas. Okay, So going third, I I have Ole Miss. All right. So yeah, I record? have them um, going nine and three. Okay, so I have them losing to Bama, A and M, and State. Okay, so kind of similar to you, and then I just my, have more faith in them than this Tennessee team
1: and that then, you have. And then my third place team is LSU, mm-hmm. nine and three record, six and two in conference. The loss to UCLA, uh, and then I have them losing at Bama and then at Ole Miss. Okay. So now we get to the top two, and top it sounds two. like we have both of the same teams in the top two. So yeah. who is your number two? Number
0: two, Alabama. Mm. Alabama. I only have them losing one game, and that's to A and M.
1: Interesting.
0: You know, because and then I so I have A and M as twelve and zero, and part of me's like, you have
1: A and M undefeated. <laughs>
0: I have A and M undefeated. Whoa! I know because that's the only way they're going to go over Alabama. They have to go undefeated.
1: No, they don't.
0: Well, in the way I Sudoku'd this board, then yes, it is. (laughs) It's the only way. Because that means if they don't, if that, they have to beat Alabama. Yes. And Alabama would have to lose again. Not quite. No?
1: No, there's a world in which A&M beats Bama. Uh And then they only have one loss, A&M.
0: So they're both eleven and one,
1: but A and M beat them head to head. So A and M could lose to I don't know, oh, um, miss, Mississippi State. Well, maybe or
0: I'll try this. Let's see. Who well, no, miss? don't
1: think too hard. I mean, <laughs> I I wanted to do other things with my day, so you can think that later. Okay, we can we can bring that back. Well, okay, are you t- are you picking a team? What are you doing?
0: Um, you know, I'll come I'll come back around.
1: Okay, my second place team is Texas A and M. I have A and M beating Alabama. This is actually existential crisis territory. They beat Bama at, and go 6-0. and And then the next week they lose at Missouri. Mm-hmm. And then they're holding that mark. So it's that world we created where Alabama's lost to A&M, but then A&M has the one SEC loss, but it doesn't matter because they had the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And they hold that advantage all the way to the end of the season, and then they lose in Baton Rouge and LSU sends Alabama back to the SEC title game. Oh man. Where they play Georgia and beat Georgia and go on to win the national title again. No. All things really under have? the sun are new or old or whatever the proverb says. Can't Ecclesiastes. That is
0: not a fun narrative to me right now, but that is the one you have chosen. Listen, so.
1: is the world that we live in in 2021.
0: You know, I'm not going to like make an infographic. This is not completely set. I might changed my mind hey especially on that AM thing since i you did some math for me okay <clears throat> so
1: you're hedging your bets here and you i don't still wanna... have
0: no i hey, still listen i'm keeping listen, the order
1: no, no keep a&m undefeated that's a cool pick okay. i would stick i would stick with it okay. because if it doesn't happen you can always say listen i tried to be different what do you want from me? That's Qu- true. Quit hating. That's and true. And then if it happens, you're queen of the world.
0: And it really just made my stomach turn to be like, and Bama goes to the SEC championship and they play Georgia. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> write it down.
1: You know it's going to happen.
0: I couldn't write it down. You know it's going to happen. All right. So let's look at uh, the West. And that is what we've been doing.
1: <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> what more at... do we have to look at? <laughs> let's look oh, at this on game one, uh, weekend. weekend. That's okay. what I'm trying
0: to say. Yeah. Okay. One. So you want me to go through what some of the games are? Yes. Okay. So we have Arkansas versus Rice. Um, Missouri versus Central Michigan.
1: Missouri's in the east, but.
0: Oh, why did I write them down? <laughs> then who am I missing? Who is Mississippi State playing? Can you look that up? They
1: are playing Louisiana Tech.
0: Okay. That's one I I'm messed up. Okay. Mississippi State versus Louisiana Tech. Mm-hmm. La Tech. Um, LSU versus UCLA, which we already talked about. It's mm-hmm. going to be at UCLA. a um, and versus Kent State. And um, Old Miss versus Louisville on Monday. Yeah, Monday. and Bama versus Miami, which is going right. to be the CBS, not CBS, but it's going to be at three thirty.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is your sneaky good game in there?
0: Um. I think LSU UCLA is going to be a good game. I, I don't so know if too. that's going to be sneaky, but I think yeah. it's a good game. I think Arkansas and Rice might be a good game, Ooh, which is out. also that's like going to be like noon or like eleven. I think it's or maybe it's two. Anyways, it's kind of middle early. of the day. Somewhere. Yeah, um, that Mississippi State La game might be good too. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think somebody, I just said all of them. I'm yeah, sorry. I think you
1: did. Uh, I think somebody is going to lose that yeah. you don't expect. Uh, that
0: was going to be my question to you.
1: Well, my only. Uh, my only team losing in week one that i have predicted is you is lsu but if i had to pick another one i would say watch out for mississippi state louisiana tech mm-hmm. uh well and then obviously georgia clemson bama is not losing to my right Bama's that, not will, losing that will not to Miami. have Bama, whoever they play in that first game bama always smokes so what's going
0: will. on in louisville
1: Oh, they're not that good.
0: Really? No, their
1: okay. de- their defense is pretty bad. Uh, so, who's their coach? Good luck, Scott Satterfield.
0: Okay, I don't know who that is. Do I know who that is? Not really okay, no. um, okay. So that game, it's on Monday night. So at least we'll give us something to do on Monday night. But it might not be the hottest ticket.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so yes, we're watching again at halftime. Tennessee is one second away from going to the half up fourteen to six. I'm sure the Tennessee fans are angsty mm, which so, I do enjoy
0: so let me say one more thing about our Instagram so we have an Instagram account at you me, and the SEC yeah um, and I'm gonna start starting this weekend with all these games doing some pickems isn't that what you call mm-hmm. yep um, where you can go and do the polls and I'm gonna try to like keep Track of who does the best And maybe we'll do something with that I'm not sure you'll at least get a shout out Um, And then Also I want to start You know this is also about culture right yes not just the numbers obviously because if it was so numbers i would not be asked back um and it would just be a pen and i don't think anybody wants that
1: i want that, that uh,
0: <laughs> so i also want to talk about food do you like tailgate food i enjoy food you enjoy food do you like tailgate food of course what's your top your top to tailgate food
1: it's those little ham and cheese sandwiches that you put the dressing on <gasps> we and might it's be like, having those this weekend <gasps> yes i
0: know and that so we are going to put a spotlight on um tailgate food tailgate drinks tailgate any anything that you can eat i guess or drink um each week
1: oh state's losing oh state's losing oh state's State losing
0: losing Yay. Ben is excited or, and then, or if we are not watching us at our house, which we most likely will be doing, um, and we're at a game or then we'll highlight a, uh, restaurant. Right. Or food, local food that we'll eat at. So that should be fun. At least follow for that. Um, and then, yeah.
1: All right. So good stuff. I'm excited about that. I, I like my food and, uh, the, Spotlight restaurants, I have a vision for what that can look like for us. Uh, But that involves our uh, dependents being autonomous. So our children being able to take care of themselves. Oh, like
0: we could go out somewhere without them? Yeah, yeah. that's not going to happen right now.
1: yeah. Okay, well, hey, listen. SEC football is here. College football is here. Very exciting times. It's going to be a wild year. I'm hoping for a... Top 10 ranking here in a few weeks that doesn't necessarily include the usual suspects. Let's get some of our other SEC teams to have magical seasons, and we'll go uh, and see what happens from here. So, I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You me in the SEC. Bye.